attending the splendid wedding she and her mother are planning. But mom would say it is out of the question to consider such a trip, even though I'm a grown woman. I can hear her going on and on about her fears. You've never left Lancaster County, for pity's sake. You might get yourself lost or kidnapped, Annie Zook. Even so, I have yet to turn down, my dear friend. Honestly, my mother is wound tighter than a fiddle string when it comes to her children and grandchildren, often reminding my eldest brother and his wife to keep close watch on their two youngest, especially come dusk. You can never be too careful, she has said, for the ten thousandth time. It's not her fault, only an indication that not a soul has ever forgotten how dreadful it was for one of our own little ones to be stolen away, right here in the middle of paradise. A heavenly-sounding sort of place, but one that's seen its share of heartache and mystery. Here lately I've been going and standing beside Pequot Creek, staring at the well-known thicket of trees where little Isaac was snatched from the people, where he and I would sometimes swing double on the long tree swing, where Isaac and I and our brothers often tossed twigs into the creek, watching them float away to who knows where. Now I can't help wondering if I dare paint that setting in all its autumn beauty as another side to the sad story, perhaps by spreading the radiance of pastel gold on the canvas I might somehow lessen the ominous side of the now tranquil scene, even though my hand will surely tremble as I do, recalling Mom's telling of the terrifying ordeal. When a bad thing happens to one family, it happens to us all, my mother says. If that is true, then Rudy's breaking off our courtship will also cause a wrinkle on the page of my life and everyone else's too. For one, my future children, dad's and mom's would-be grandchildren, will not have his gentle eyes and auburn hair, nor his fun-loving disposition. But even worse, I may never have babies at all. Yet, if I were to abandon my paints and brushes in order to join church and marry, would I ever be truly happy? And yet, if I don't... Will I ever again know love? <sighs> Such a troublesome dilemma I face, and one that continually torments my soul. Annie Zook stood in the middle of the unfinished garret, where an easel had been positioned so that light from the two dormer windows, especially in the afternoon, could spill around the canvas like a crown. But the grayness of the October day was hardly adequate today, so Annie turned on the recessed lighting, which Irvin had so kindly installed last year. She always felt a thrilling sensation when flicking on the light switch. Going back now to stand before the painting, she studied the canvas, the sunlight twinkling on the wide stream, the covered bridge, the density of the trees, the pale autumn yellow of the leaves the long swing. Something's missing. She moved closer, her brush poised. 
The connection of hand to brush and brush on canvas sometimes triggered something important, something subconscious pulled into awareness. Suddenly, she knew exactly what she must add to the picture. The final touch. The account of the small boy's disappearance was quite clear in her mind, and she was convinced the tale was incomplete without the peach stone. As a young girl, she'd heard other children talk of squeezing a peach pit hard enough and long enough till it would eventually sprout. A made-up story, most likely. But little Isaac, long presumed dead, had carried the stone with him everywhere, as she recalled from hearing the details of his kidnapping time and again. She'd known this firsthand as well, from having spent many happy hours in the company of the imaginative boy. Isaac, my little friend lost forever. The thought never ceased to put a grind in her teeth, this fiery anger she'd never voice. So solemnly, even crossly, she painted a